Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruning, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell, looking spry, looking wearing the same shirt that he wore last podcast. Was it the last podcast, or was it a different podcast? Whatever podcast it was. It's a podcast. He's going through one of his five shirts. Yeah, even though you didn't it. recognize this shirt. We'd love to see it. <laughs> um, Colin, we have a few things to talk about here. Obviously. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. All right. So, this All is right. different. You, you know, when you get a, when you get a midday podcast by me, it's like I've it's like, you know, I hit I hit like overdrive, you know, like I don't I don't I'm not just starting up, you know, I'm warmed up. Okay, you're warmed up. This is yeah, because whenever we do the, the 930 ones, you, you're lacking a little bit. Yeah, so. I, def- I definitely am. It's got to it's you know, the focus isn't there. It's it's but it's trying to be there. But we're good. Good. I'm glad. Well, this is a seven o'clock podcast and we're doing it on Thursday night because, you know, we forgot to do it on Thursday morning. But there's a few things I want to hit on and then we'll get to the FAU game and everything uh, real quickly. Um, I want to start by start with uh, I didn't run this by you at all, but start with Seth Luttrell saying they dominated Memphis on paper. <laughs> Did you feel like they dominated that game on paper? All right. How many times? Has any coach said they dominated someone on paper and it was after winning a game? After winning a game or after losing a game? After winning a game, how many times has a coach said we dominated them on paper? Zero. The answer is zero because it's a cop-out. Damn it. Dominate on paper. Let's see. I'm going to have to pull this. I didn't even have the Memphis game up. I forgot he even said that. That's disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go over some numbers, Bernie. Let's go over some numbers real quick. Okay. They had. They had to. They outgained them for sure. Because well, part of the reason they outgained them, and part of the reason why the stats are so overwhelming, is because of the two pick sixes and because of the fumble in the short right. field. So right. there was just more time. North Texas was on the field, like mathematically. Right. They just had the ball more because they gave the ball away. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, let's, we can start there. Defensively, North Texas, you know. Uh, lost on paper, you know, uh, they didn't have, I don't think they had, they had one turnover. They, they turned over Seth yeah. one time and uh, they had two and they got a touchdown on both of them. No, on one of them. Sorry. There, you guys, you can hear that. Let me uh, turn that off. Yeah, we can hear that. That's sad. I'm on my laptop now. I'm my second monitor. Second, we go to the, uh, the rushing attack. They destroyed North Texas in rushing 193 yards. Uh, rushing that North Texas only had 102 yards. We can talk about passing, but Ani had to throw the ball 49 times, and Seth Hennigan only had to throw 29 times. I mean, what are we who's winning on paper? Who's winning on paper, Bernie? It's definitely not overwhelming. I think you made a good point with the rushing yards. I mean, 4.4 and a half yards per carry for Memphis, like you don't leave that game and be like, oh, our run defense was stout. Like, no, yeah. if anything, the pass defense was good. You know, you take but, what you can. But that but looked more like I don't it was on Seth than it was. Like, watching the game, I mean, and I could be wrong. I'm not a coach. It looked more like it was on Seth than it was. Talking about Seth Hennigan? Yeah, like, in yeah. terms of him not doing as well. Like, it looked like an off game to me. But yeah. he didn't need to – he didn't need – I mean, he had two touchdowns still, and – he didn't need to do anything like Austin Alney needed to try to, you know, overcome North Texas's defense. And then obviously he threw, you know, picks, but I don't, I don't understand the, the paper thing, unless we're talking about the 371 yards that Austin Alney had with his two picks, or if we're talking about his three touchdowns to Seth Hennigan's two, uh, I mean, no running back got more than 46 yards. I, I, mean, I, I don't, 
I don't. My favorite part about this is that we are just completely discounting turnovers. Like that's not the most important. Like possession of the ball is the most important thing you have. Oh right, of course. And we're just like, well, outside of the turnovers, we dominated the game. It's like outside of us losing the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we dominated the game. We ran. We threw the ball for way more yards than them. I don't know. Yeah, and and except when we didn't throw the ball for more yards, when we turned the ball over, then it wasn't good. Other than that, I mean, it was great. What's funny is North Texas actually had five minutes less possession. And we're. No, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, <isn't> it? <laughs> but, it's like Memphis went two of twelve on third downs. Latrell mentioned that in his presser, and I'm I watched Latrell's presser. That's that's how you know I'm invested in yeah, this you're, you're into this. right here. Okay, yeah. he said we held them to two of twelve on third downs. North Texas went three of fifteen on third downs. Yep. So who's winning this pissing contest right now? It's like he, you didn't win the game. It's, it's, it's and, like it's not even who can piss longer. It's like who accidentally pisses shorter. <laughs> it's it's like the guy doing. tripped and like fell down, and you're just like, I win. I'm the best. I win. Even though you still didn't win somehow. All right. Uh, but, anyways, I want to start with that. Second thing I want to talk about was um man who will not be named. I always like watching North Texas Twitter, you know, get into it a little bit just because it doesn't happen that often, especially now that I'm gone. Uh, not here to stir the beef anymore. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. A man who will not be named said a bowl season is not average for North Texas. UNT has played 27 seasons mm-hmm. uh, since returning to the FBS 1995, and UNT has played in 10 bowl games in that span. Make, getting to a bowl game is a well above average season for North Texas. Okay. So I read that, and I was like, okay. Um, I feel like you're doing a lot of things with that. A, you're taking every season as the same, which obviously – Right. Yeah, which which obviously should not be the case. Like Seth Luttrell's first year should not be held to the same standard as his seventh year or his sixth year, obviously. So there's obvious flaws in that regard. But then I did what I feel like we always talk about in this podcast, and I don't I don't like um, you know counting pockets or anything like that. But Seth Luttrell is still the highest paid coach in Conference USA, and when you are comparing him to those other schools he obviously has fallen short. We've talked about this many times. We don't need to rehash this. Yeah. But I was thinking about this. I, I want to think about it this way. This is how I want fans to think about it. It's not that getting to six and six or getting to seven and five wouldn't be a fine season because it, it would be okay. It would be cool. But in year seven, when the past three seasons you've combined to go uh, or no, the past three seasons and you combine this season, his last 40 games, he's 16 and 24. Yeah. UAB 26-13, La Tech 19 and 20, Western 26-17, Marshall 24-15, Middle Tennessee 17 and 21. Okay. Remember Houston, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, all these teams, those teams are going to the Big 12 next year. TCU at one time was a, a small, a low a mid-major school, elevated up. My point is it has to start somewhere. And if you just continue to kick the can down the road, like, oh, six and six bowl game, cool. Five and five and seven bowl game, cool. Five and five bowl game, cool. If we just keep kicking the can down the road and accepting mediocrity with the resources that are in place, I feel like you're doing a disservice to this school, to this fan base, and to you know, everybody in and around it. So I, I just wanted to get say that, say my piece on that because this isn't the same thing as Southern Miss, right? This, this is not the same resources as FIU or FAU. This is 
North Texas has greater resources than these schools. Not so only that, they have greater comparing. goals. They, they've, they've spoken their goals. They, you know, they don't want to just get to bowl games. They, you know, Seth's first year here, he came here to win championships. Well, they've only been to one championship game, and they got blown out by FAU. Can't win a bowl game. Uh, don't even compete in any of the bowl games except for against Army uh, that first year. So it's not that it's above average or below average for UNT over the course of however long. It's that you they're setting the North Texas is setting goals for itself. It's to be a high caliber mid-major school across all sports. And yeah. right now football is currently the only one lacking. We talked about this before is that when you set goals like that for yourself, when you have the the funds like you just said, the resources you just had and when you're you're moving to a new conference to continue to push towards those goals, you can't just say the same thing well, it's a bowl game. Well, it's a bowl game. Well, it's a bowl game. Because then what? It, what, what is Seth playing for here? He, he has how many wins? Two wins right now. He only yeah. needs four more if we're going to count six wins as the as the yeah. thing. And then is that just every year? Woo. You know, like, and one of those wins every year is always an FCS school. So, yeah, um, yeah this, I mean, mediocrity this, is, is not what the, goal, the goals of this uh, program are. And I would heavily argue, and I don't want to get too deep in this. May I spend like another minute on it? I would heavily argue that the standard has changed over the past six, seven years. Like since Latrell took over, the standard has completely changed. And not and part part of that is because in, of Latrell and in terms Nixon, of what? In terms of of success. Uh, for football or for the athletic department? Football. Oh, okay, football. yeah. Well, I'm only talking about football right now. Yeah. When Seth took over to where to to from 2016 to 2022 the standard for football has raised because of the money that has been put into it the recruiting base that you have the going to a new conference and because we've seen there be some success here yeah and so rightfully so you should continue to raise your standards as you continue to put money into it just like anything if you are investing in something you could speak to this better than I can. If you're investing in something and and oh, it does not return your investment, yeah, what are we doing here? So I don't want to keep the same standard. I want to eventually see my money continue to go up and be used for something that will pay off at, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you just said, you never invest in something for it to just be the same because what's the point? Exactly. You're wasting money. Uh, exactly. And that's not, that's not the game ROI. any school is playing. There you go, ROI. And that's not the game any school is playing anywhere. So, um, yeah, it's 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 not smart to say that just because it's not the average. It's like saying, "I'll bring in a Lions thing." Lions have never won have won two playoff games since 1950. Are we just gonna go off the average and be like, "Hey, they get four wins every year," and that's just that's above average? Yeah. Like, is that is that is that what we're is that the kind of I mean that's the game we're playing right now? If that if that if if that tweet holds true, hey, they get to bowl games, so that should just be the. They never get to bowl games. That should just be the standard. That should just yeah. be it. And it's not even like North. It's not even North Texas on a trail has gone from like four wins to five wins to six wins to seven wins, and like continuing to progress, progress. No, it went five to nine to nine to four to five, and so on and so in, forth. In a in a just insane fashion yeah i mean in, it was incredible it was fashion. it was it, it wasn't even a. it wasn't even like a it was like the worst most sad four win season you could have ever <laughs> ever 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 god rest in peace to that team all right uh i wanted to get those two things out of the way i'm done in 12 minutes i'm happy with that 
let's talk some FAU. Um, personally, the only FAU game I've watched this year is when they dismantled Charlotte in week zero. And, dismantled. Um, I, I, I bet on I bet on FAU. Or, and they completely came through, and Charlotte looked awful, and FAU just walked down the field every single time. Uh, Nikosi Perry at quarterback's really good. They have good talent players. I mean, I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and it's just like I just don't – I always believe in FAU to recruit Florida well, and if you can recruit Florida well, you're going to have a decent team. And that's what Lane Kiffin did. That's what Willie Taggart has done a decent job of to this point. So they have some high major transfers coming down that came down to – um and overall i mean they're a really solid team so i don't know what else to say they almost beat purdue last week 28 yep. to 26 i did not watch that game i believe that was during the same time as lsu or maybe a little before that but i mean it's an fau team that only lost by two to purdue and purdue is a pretty solid team this year yeah i mean what i don't know what we're looking for here because we thought that this could have been one of the wins this is one of our seven for the year uh, North Texas, well, yeah, especially now that UNLV is a loss. <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean, there, there's already one, but you know what I mean? Like this was going to be win number, I guess, four at this point, if, if, if everything had, had tracked, is that right? Is that true? Yeah. yeah. It would have been UTEP, Texas Southern, UNLV, and then FAU was the next yeah. one. And uh, FAU is favored by three and a half. Uh, ESPN's BPI has them have a 65% chance of winning. And I think the most glaring stat for me coming into this game is that North Texas allows 38 points per game, but they only score 32 points. Whereas FAU averages 32 points per game, but only allows 26 points. And that's going to be, I think, the theme for the rest of the season, um, especially coming into the Memphis game. We said the defense is going to be the issue. And although it, you could argue it could have been the offense more so, you can't be giving up 38 points per game and expect to win very many games yeah i'm I'm looking up the fau epa right now i like referencing them for advanced stats sometimes um overall 67th in the country um as a team their offense is in the top four top 30 in passing uh 83rd in rushing so solid there and then around 78th in run defense and 80 94th in pass defense so it's average solid team you know nothing crazy but do i expect north texas to go out there and and keep in mind this game is at home like yeah. this, is, this is a home game you can't lose too many of these home games yeah. i mean you're losing the ul nlv on the road i will still not excuse it but at least it's on the road this is a home game yeah. this is and I put FAU and like UNLV on a similar tier as far as quality goes, even though UNLV has looked pretty good this year. So um, it's just another another game of like UNLV, Memphis, FAU. I look at those three teams all all on the same tier in the in the terms of college football. I put them. I would put them all in the in like the I don't know eighty five to hundred range, something yeah. like that. Here's here's an issue I, I foresee for North Texas. We've, we've talked about this before, is, is North Texas not going to their uh, highly recruited, highly rated uh, receivers out of high school. Um, so North Texas leading receiver, Roderick Burns, obviously good receiver. He has 333 yards on 19 touch, or 19 receptions and one touchdown. FAU has a dude, I don't know his first name, something, L. Wester, 29 receptions, 329 yards, but he has seven touchdowns. So this dude is their go-to in the red zone. And I feel like that's going to be 
just tough. Lejante Wester. There you go. Yeah, I, I just shout out. Yeah, shout out Lejante. His longest uh, reception this year is, I guess, forty-two yards. But that's gonna be, I think that's gonna be the difference for North Texas. I think I think when you when North Texas faces a team that's really good in the red zone, is able to execute in the red zone. In, a, in both ways, in terms of rushing and passing, that's that's where they're going to get got. And uh, I, I foresee that being a pretty big issue. Yeah, I'm trying to look up Lashante because you have me interested in this man. This man. Now. <laughs> he had three um, touchdowns against Purdue. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. The secondary will still be uh, a question mark with the injuries that they have and with everything. So. I don't have huge expectations that they'll get a ton of stops going into this game. Uh, I do worry because FAU is pretty potent in the past game, so we'll see. I mean, it's, it'll be a different attack from from UNLV, so, but if they shut down, you know, if they dominated Memphis on paper, calling through the air, so I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. But all right, you ready to do some picks and uh, predictions? Yes. You want to go first? Yes. The only pick them I have is over under 50, 58% completion percentage for Austin Oni. Over I already have mine written down. Under. Okay, I have over. Over? Okay. That's, I would not, was not going to expect that. <laughs> Especially when he averages 55.2%. 55. 55.2%? 55. 55.2. Oh, 55.2. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, here's here's mine. Over under North Texas allows twenty seven and a half points. Ah, oh, that's a tough one. What do you say? What do you say? Go over. ahead. Over. I'm going over. I really I, I think I'm gonna say under. Under. I'm gonna say under. That's interesting. If you would have said 28 and a half, I definitely would have said under. 27 and a half is really tough. I'm going to say under. Okay, under. And then uh, my last one is going to be over under. Let's go 300 passing yards for Osnani. I guess if you want to do 299 and a half. Under. <laughs> under, okay. I agree, yeah. under. Okay. Writing this down right now. Both under FAU over under 27.5. Matthew says over. Colin says on no, I'm sorry, Colin says over. Yeah. Colin says over. Matthew says under. All right. Score predictions. You wanna you wanna go first? Go ahead. Yep. Uh let's go. 33 24 FAU. All right, 3324. Yeah. FAU. I'm calling. Yeah. All right. Um North <laughs> Texas will win this game. All right. North Texas um with, feels confident at this point. After I mean, they the, won on paper, so they have to. I, I'm telling you, they've been telling each other this whole week. They're like, they they're, they're, they're walking to the locker room saying, "Hey, we won on paper." <laughs> they are. They're feeling confident right now. They're like, well, "You know what? This is it." I think Latrell will keep the locker room like he did last year. I think they'll be okay. I 
think FAU coming off of, off of a Purdue performance might have a letdown on the road. Mm-hmm. And North Texas will win this game 34 to 27. Book it. Write it down. Okay. Have I won every one of the score predictions? I don't know. I'm not going to answer that question because I don't know. And I don't. I don't know if I've won one or not. I don't, I don't but there you go. North Texas wins this game. I'm I'm pretty confident in that. Okay. And I'm not even memeing. I'm not even joking. No, I know you're scoring. not. I know you're I'm not. I'm legitimately. Don't tell anybody, Colin. I bet on North Texas to win this game. Ah, uh, so you have that, some you have some vested interest in that's this. how that's this how is, confident. No, no, no. That's how confident I am. Okay. That they will win this game. I've I hope you own, lose. Say so you're humbled. My hard earned money on the North Texas mean green. We we talked about ROI. ROI. Yeah, they will be returning it, this investment. If they lose, though, this is the second time they've lost you money this season. Is it only the second time? I, I that I know of. I they know have, you no, no, no. I I won. I bet the under in the North Texas UTEP game. Yeah, no, 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 but I need something directly related to North Texas to success. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't. Yeah, definitely. I think you bet on UNLV. I, I I really think they win this game. No joke. I I think this feels like a game that they'll win. This feels like a game they win, but and then they lose next week to LaTeX, <laughs> which I think was also one of the games we had them winning. Um, but no, I I, I feel good about this game. I think there's a okay. little bit of a letdown from FAU. If North Texas comes out flat and gets blown out, I will just throw my hands in the air. Like, what are we doing at this point? We should cancel this podcast. We should just start talking basketball. Here, let's, let's never mind. We can save it if they lose. They're not gonna lose. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, we should. We could make a new segment. What does Seth have to do to get fired in the middle of the season? <laughs> if they got blown out against FAU, the smoking hot seat. How do? How fast could it happen? Um, I think they win. I think everybody feels good about this game, and uh, yeah, I think they they play well. So there you go, North Texas cool. UNT GMG. Sounds good. Always positive on this podcast, Colin. Amen. There you go. All right. That's all we have for y'all this week. Uh, there's our predictions. We'll have a post-game pod up either Saturday night or Sunday morning. What time is this game? This game is at 3 o'clock at Apogee. They never play afternoon games at Apogee. That's crazy. I know. That's weird. Okay. 3 o'clock, Apogee Stadium. Be there. If you want to support the team and support our boy Seth Latrell, uh, we will be start talking basketball at some point in the near future. Probably have to call. I have to get Coach Mac because I told said we're gonna get him on early October. So I'll make a call. It's calling. Sounds good. Make a call. But yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, follow us on Facebook right there, Spotify over there above Colin. Follow our Twitters right there and over there. Um, the YouTube has done great. We appreciate all so, of y'all. It's so amazing. Watching. Check, I mean, keep, continue subscribing. I mean, we're getting however many views, and which is like five, six times our, the amount of our subscribers. So if you're not subscribed, we'd appreciate it if you did. But uh, yeah, send it to a friend, like it, comment, all that good stuff. And yeah, we'll talk to you all later.